Be afraid. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Welcome to Mass for Jim Clark today. Welcome to family members who are here with us. Welcome to Ellen, Marie Claire, and Michael and Ruth and Louise and Fiona and Joe, and grandchildren eh, Martha, Rory and, Bo- and Bonnie. Welcome to the extended family who are here and welcome to all family friends who are here with us too. This is a very sad moment in the life of this family uh, to say farewell to someone who was deeply loved uh, by them. His loss is a great loss uh, for this family and for his many friends too. Jim himself was by nature, as you know, a very quiet uh, man very gentle ways, uh, very friendly and very open. Today, uh, mention, uh, as we mentioned yesterday evening, it's maybe a moment uh, amidst tears that we can sense the, the joy of a person's life and uh, all that they've meant to us and the blessings that come with a person's life. We realise in so many ways that we are blessed in one another uh, by the lives uh, that we share with one another. And today then, amidst the sadness and the tears, we sense that joy that God has given us. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess, Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned 
in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. For I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who are mercy who are mercy for sinners and the happiness of your saints, give we pray to your servant today, for whom we perform the fraternal offices of burial, a share with your chosen ones in the blessedness that you give so that in the day of resurrection, freed from the bonds of mortality, he may come before your face. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction. Great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out as sparks run through the stubble. So will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love, for grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. Shall 
A second reading from the letter of St Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what we deserve for the things that he did, we did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me. So that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Most times over the years, I think I met Jim in the Main Street, most of all. I think uh, he often came to meet friends uh, there and to share a beer at uh, Cheers or Weatherspoons or the Sefton Bar, and maybe in previous times at the Fitz Bar too. Always when I met him, he would stop uh, for a word. He was always friendly, always very courteous. In more recent times, it was only occasionally that I saw him, uh, even although he'd moved uh, closer to be beside us here in the church, uh, in the flats there. In recent times, of course, his health uh, was not good, a lot poorer than what it was before. His breathing was laboured and he walked slower. 
He was clearly not in the best of health. Of course, he worried greatly over this period uh, for Ellen. The end of his life came a short while ago, and the news of his death is a great shock to the family and will be still greater blow as time goes on. He was greatly loved by them all, and I think it's difficult now to think of their life without him. At the Mass today, we are comforted by the words that we hear from St. Paul, which give us that great image that at the end of life, we fold up the tent of our life and exchange it for another home. Not an earthly home, but a heavenly one. And of course, uh, what we hear then is that sense in which we are moving house. We are exchanging this house here now for another house, for something which is good now, but something which will be even better. And that theme of moving house uh, is in the Gospel too, where Jesus himself promises that we will move to the Father's house, in which there are very many rooms. These images are images of great benevolence, uh, the benevolence of God. In the end, we do move on, not to nowhere, but to home, another place. Our life, perhaps, here is rolled up, packed away like a tent, and we are on the move to a new destination to which we've always been travelling towards. Today, in this church, we take great comfort from this image. Jim himself is not nowhere, but he has reached a destination, the place where all roads lead. He has come to the Father's house. The lights are on, the doors open, the table set. There is rejoicing. And so it will be. He will be reunited with those that have gone before him, his parents, his brothers, his sister, and all those that he loved. The Father gathers us all into his home where there are many rooms. As mentioned yesterday, uh, yesterday evening, Jim returns to this church, which over his whole life had been important to him. Here he was baptised, here he received the sacraments, and here he comes for the funeral mass at the end of his life, where it all began and now ends. Just a, a few words, perhaps, by way of reflection on Jim's life uh, today for you. He was born in 1941, Bodwell Street. His mum and dad, Hugh and Lizzie Clark. Clark, that's with an E. <laughs> Always with an E. He had brothers uh, Thomas and Dick and Hugh and David and sister Irene. His early years were spent uh, through the Second World War. He used to always recollect that his brothers were always good to him, mind us for him, and they always looked out for him. An early tragedy was the death of his own father from TB, as many died from TB in this area in those days. He was raised in by his mother, of course, and he was always devoted to her, as the family were always devoted to her. He attended the local schools here, and of course, in this church, as I say, he made the sacraments. He took a shine to Ellen. The only problem was that she lived in America, and he would write to her often, giving her tall tales of things that were happening in Canvas Lang, in the hope of winning her back to Canvas Lang. It did the trick, 
and she returned here and they married. You might say, and you'd be true to say this, that they were opposites. Jim himself quiet, and Ellen not so quiet. (laughs) Ellen outgoing, Jim more a stay-of-home type of guy. Family were, of course, to follow. My Claire in 1976, Michael in 1978, Louise in 1983, and Fiona in 1988. The family say, and they wish me especially to say that, that he was a wonderful father, teaching and encouraged them in many things, in reading and nature and in the long walks that they took together. He was also greatly loved by the extended family of nephews and nieces, many of whom are here today. His working life uh, was spent, uh, in most part, uh, for many years at the Hoover plant, where he made many friends, and as you will know yourself, it was a great place to work, and a very sociable place too. Uh, I'm not sure that there was very much work done over the years. He was a very skillful man with his hands. He could make uh, things, engravings, jewel boxes, and the like, and family still to this day have mementos given by him to them. When the family moved to Halfway, uh, Jim was able to garden, which he took great pride in, enjoyed growing things, and enjoyed sharing these things with the family too. In later life, he had three wonderful grandchildren who are here with us today. That's them there in the front. whom he loved very much and loved to see them growing up. They were a great blessing to himself and also to Ellen. He was a man, I think, who was very content. He enjoyed his life and was very proud to see his family and the new generation of the family do so well in life. Family was all important to him. He was a quiet man, though, lived a very simple life. He loved nature and growing things and things of beauty. And he was very rooted in this town too, never really wanted to go far afield. He was quiet in his ways, uh, and as you probably know, and many of the men are here uh, today, he liked to gather with them to discuss football and politics, and I suppose everything else under the sun too. Today, as I mentioned at the beginning, we count the blessings of life And they come to us in so many ways and in so many people. And so it is that we are blessed in the people who surround us, are part of our family, and who are our friends. Our prayers and our thoughts are with Jim today, a man who was part of all of our lives as family and as a friend. As I mentioned at the beginning, there's sadness today but there's also joy when we see in life how blessed we are in so many people. May God grant Jim peace at the end of his journey. May he reward all the kindness and goodness of his life that he has done, and may he rest in peace. We come now to the offertory of today's Mass and we ask the young grandchildren to lead us down in the procession.
Sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant Jim, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly in earth, and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Please be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them that you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. 
Remember, Jim, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in the death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Thank you, Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Pakistan. Our God, whose son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant us strength and by it, our dear brother Jim may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Maybe just at the end of Mass, just to say a word of thanks to everyone who's come for the Mass today, and what a consolation it would be for the family to see so many people here in the church. And can say on behalf of everyone that's so nice to see Ellen uh, have made it uh, today for the, the Mass, and it's been a superhuman effort for her to be here today, so we're just delighted that she's here with us.
Stay. 